With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Kings fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. Cleared away by the Kings, picked up by Martinez. Martinez to Clifford, feeds it right side to Foley with a shot. Save rebound, score! Alec Martinez has won the Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings, and royalty reigns again in the NHL. Hey, what's up, Kings fans, and welcome to the Hockey Royalty Podcast, the unofficial podcast of RickRoyalty.com. I'm Scott Kinville. I just want to go over a couple of housekeeping items before we get going here. You can find us on Twitter at RinkRoyalty and also at Royalty underscore pod. So it's been a while, guys, since we've actually just sat around and talked about some Kings hockey. So I'm going to bring in my partners in crime for this episode. First of all, our fearless leader, Mr. Ryan Sykes. What's going on, Ryan? Am I your fearless leader? Yes, yeah, you are. You're, you're, I the think, fearless leader of Rink Royalty. You've never <laughs> showed fear in my eyes. Never. Uh, I think we've mistakenly fallen off the edge here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, watching modest. That's fine. Yeah. That's no, cool. I, I'm doing great. I'm great. I'm, I'm great, guys. Uh, you know, Jared Anderson Dolan is back, my guy. I'm yeah. not sure if he's going to be in the lineup tonight, but either tonight or Friday. So I'm, I'm doing well. I think I saw something earlier from uh, the mayor there saying that he is in. Okay. Oh, he is awesome. in. Okay. Yeah, he said something about uh, Leah Anderson's out, and that leaves the one and the only J.A.D. to be 
back into the lineup tonight. Okay. Uh, 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 no, because in today's uh, uh, meeting call this afternoon, um, uh, someone asked, uh, yeah, someone asked McClellan about JD, and uh, uh, and McClellan said he's he's quote very close to to returning. So yeah. uh, he didn't specify, but yeah, yeah, he said so, either he said either today or Friday. Yeah. So he was so. channeling his inner Daryl Sutter and being very clear about what <laughs> yeah. his plans were. Pretty much. <laughs> you have uh, to see him draw on, draw on a Zoom call, though. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like banging it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just because I didn't get to properly introduce you, that voice you just heard is Mr. Ryan Cowley, our other uh, so-called partner in crime tonight. How you doing, bud? Uh, overall, Scott, I'm doing very well. I I hope uh, you and Reiner uh, do well too. And uh, oh, uh, it, 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 it's been weird the last couple of days that Kings game, and we're excited tonight. So, well, and you know, we got teased because we thought we were going to get one Monday night, and that of course That's did it. not happen. You know, hmm. so since it's been a while, why don't we go back to the Anaheim series and talk about that first? The uh, the series that the Kings played before they rolled into Colorado. So uh, Monday night, March eighth, I believe it was. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker, uh, six to five over at the pond. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, probably not the Kings' best game of the year, but uh, they showed some pluck and stayed in the game and uh, lost in overtime, unfortunately. So, uh, so Ryan Sykes, what'd you uh, what'd you see out of that game? Uh, well, this is, like you said, it was a very frustrating game. You know, it seemed like every time the the Kings would, um, I guess, respond to the Ducks, the Ducks would get some. <laughs> Some lucky bounce, you know. Ben Hutton scored. What does that tell you? I know, right? <laughs> but, Has ever scored for LA? Yeah, uh, Adrian Kempe obviously got the hat trick, but it kind of was lost in the six-five overtime loss. It was just a frustrating game, you know. Uh, a lot of people were blaming Cal Peterson for that, but I mean, a lot of it had to do with just kind of the bounces in front of him, right? Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if anybody noticed that lucky rabbit's foot that fell out of Ben Hutton's equipment after he scored. So <laughs> yeah. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God nobody skated over. Got injured. <laughs> I know. What well, uh, he signed? He signed what? Like the day after the season started with them? Yeah, you knew he was going to score in that game. Oh, you knew <laughs> that, right? <laughs> I'm just surprised it wasn't the game winner. It's only because they signed him. Now he's on waivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, but you know the following game, two uh, what was it? Two nights later, correct? Tuesday night? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Wednesday night. Uh, the Kings showed the the Ducks who was boss. Uh, yeah, they dominated that game five to one. Um, Roth, Nick. How about him, huh? I know, right? Out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, you would almost thought he was a Zamboni driver or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or an accountant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. you know. yeah. Uh, but the you know the Kings dominated right from the start and all the way through the finish and. Um, you know, despite what happened on Monday night, I think the Kings really did prove that they are the better team this year. Uh, I know that's well, not going to sit well with some of our Anaheim Duck fans, but yeah. it is what it is. Well, yeah, you look at the Monday game and you look at the Wednesday game, they still took three out of a possible four points. Adrian Kempe had five goals in the two games, and obviously you got a big uh, performance from Grossnick, his first win in over six years. Um, you know, when Cal Peterson – Landed on the COVID protocol list, and Jonathan Quick was out injured. Um, you know, Troy stood on his head. I think yeah, he, he couldn't ask for anything more. And I just want to go like, like, like you know, we're talking about the five-one win, but like, um, but Peterson, um, uh, the night before in Anaheim. I mean, yeah, no, he didn't have his greatest game of the year. It's pretty, pretty shaky. But you know what? Uh, 
uh, to Peterson's tremendous credit, his next game, which was in Denver. Oh, man. Uh, I guess if you're going to like great performances, uh, you know, for argument's sake, let's say his night at home was a D minus. Uh, uh, well, that was the D minus uh, was anywhere between like. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. Yes, he had a career, plus. He had a career right. high forty four saves in that game. Obviously, Nathan McKinnon had the empty netter that yeah. kind of sealed it, and Ranson had the the goal from the point, the seeing eye goal, for lack of a better phrase. And the and the Kings, I think, were outshot forty six to eighteen. Um, they just really couldn't get anything going. Well, and that's just it. And just going back real quick to that five to one victory, I just want to say that the part that impressed me the most about Troy Grosnick's performance, I love the dance at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah that dance. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, he was great. But yeah, I mean, with that first Colorado game, you know, the, the thing is too, yeah, you're going to have bad games, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to happen. But if this is going to be a playoff team, if they're going to get to that next level, you can't give up that many shots on goal. No. Especially really not against a Colorado team. No, no. You know, that's well, a you're you're flirting with disaster at best, yeah. and you're going to yeah. get destroyed at worst. You know. And I don't know if you guys have taken kind of a peek at the Western, uh, the West Division um, standings, but it is kind of like uh, a clear kind of uh, defining point between that fourth place and fifth place. Now you know the Blues are who we're playing tonight. They're at 33 points, and then the Kings are in fifth place with 28 points. Uh, obviously, everyone above the Blues is kind of hovering around, with exception of the Golden Knights and in the Wild, they're up near, you know, yeah. closer to forty points. But the Avalanche, um, you know, they've kind of stepped it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, yeah. they scored six straight goals against the Ducks. Yeah. They're starting to get healthy. They're starting to get bodies back. You know, they're they're going to take off the Blues again. Who are playing tonight have lost four straight. That game's going to be really interesting because. Their power play and penalty kill are both league average. Um, uh, excuse me. Um, their shots on goal and shots forced are both league average, right around 30 per game. Uh, their power play is not so great, and neither is their penalty kill. Um, the Kings just have to bring it tonight. We heard Alex Iafalo in today's media presser. He said the break, the, while the break was nice, you know, we were hoping to get back in there on Monday because we were really pissed off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that that's that's the whole key right there too, and you know that break actually helped out. Let the brownie heal up an extra day. It did, and and quick, and and Jared Anderson Dolan. So I mean, it was a blessing, but it's hard to carry that same mentality of being pissed off for another two days. You know, yeah, just have to hope they come out fast. Well, Mm -hmm. and you know, guys, I, I I hate to say this about a game halfway through the season, but with the Colorado Avalanche turning it on like they are. It doesn't look like the Minnesota Wild are going to go away. So you almost have to start wondering if we're not getting close to must-win territory. Yeah. Especially in team with teams that you're trying to catch, like the Blues. Because, honestly, the way it looks right now, and things can change. You know, two weeks, two weeks, three weeks' time, somebody could go on a losing streak, and we're talking about something entirely different. But yeah. as of right now, it looks like it's going to have to be the Blues that they're going to hunt down if they're going to get into the playoffs. I agree. No, because especially the way the season's going, where where the same eight teams are playing each other. Uh, um, I, I mean, standings fluctuate anyway, but but with our situation, they're going to fluctuate even more. Uh, but like, no, man, I'm sure I'm wrong. No, but that's on what you said, Scott, about Vegas and Minnesota. Um, 
I mean, barring something unforeseen, I just don't see them slowing down at all. Well, Minnesota, I think, is a, a team that surprised a lot of people. I mean, obviously, yeah. you knew that Kaprizov was going to be playing um, at the NHL level this year, but I don't think anyone expected him to be this damn good, you know? No, that that's right. incredible. No. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the whole thing. But you know what? There and again is what? He played five years in the KHL, I think it was? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, but, yeah, they're also getting uh, – and I'll let you finish. Uh, I sound like Kanye West there. Sorry, Scott. Uh, you're uh, good. But, <laughs> uh, but they're also getting outstanding goaltending in Capo Kakinen. Yeah. I mean, Kakinen, he is on a tour pace right now. Uh, 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 I believe he has wins in nine straight games. Yes. Uh, and I was reading this out on Twitter. I think – I think um, – I think only nine or ten other rookies have done that in NHL history. Uh, and before Jordan Bennington, who was the most recent, I think the last one was 20 years ago, at least. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, so it's a rarity. And Right. Yeah. Well, it's just overall that team is just playing so much better than anybody ever even imagined. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, right? I'm not going to lie to you guys. I thought that, you know, ah, they're on a hot start. They're going to come back to earth, right? Because yeah, in my right. eyes – they don't have a legit number one center, at least in the classic mode of what you would think, but they're just making it happen game after game after game. And this, this team is not going away. No, <laughs> no. And and yes, Ontario just scored. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Ontario, but yeah, they're yes, already up on nothing. Uh, but Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, um, like you said, Scott, they don't have a true number one center. They're just getting contributions from all over. Their forecheck is, uh, just it's it's suffocating, you know. When we played them, you know, they didn't by by any means um, blow the doors off us, but you know, they made life hell for us. Sure, I was going to say like like another fact of Minnesota is it's, it's just their uh, it's just their like overall stature. Uh, because like if you went to L.A. in like 2012 and 13, you'd be intimidated by the by the Jeff Carbs and Dustin Penners who were six three six four. Uh, 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 but but you've got Kaprizov, who's 5'9". You've got Zuccarello, who's 5'7". And, 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 and uh, I don't think anyone will come out and admit it, but I think, uh, I think people have that kind of kind of subconscious belief that, uh, 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 that you know, uh, these guys are smaller, so we can take them, no problem. And then, of course, they're in for a big surprise. Yep. Well, hey, don't right. forget, Zuccarello plays with a, a bigger stick than his entire height. So that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, kind of pivoting away from Minnesota, the good news for the Kings is, yes, we're sitting in fifth place. But honestly, and I don't want to get overconfident just yet, but I don't think so long as things stay the way they are, they're not going to have to worry about the other three teams below them being very much of a threat over. I don't think so. Now, now I say that now. Right. Yeah. So I, mean, I probably just jinx them. So if this, <laughs> if it happens, everybody can blame me. That's fine. Yeah. Way to go, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just got this way of making people mad. Yeah. I'm not I'm not yeah. gonna watch him. I'm gonna bed. <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> but I mean the the Kings are one of the only four teams in the division with a positive goal differential. Uh, St. Louis is in fourth place with a minus four. Uh, the other three oh. below the Kings are at minus eighteen and Coyote. Minus fifteen in the Sharks, minus thirty six in the Ducks. Thirty six. Yeah, the Ducks have eight wins, guys. And and you know what the sad part is? Is that Jonathan Gibson's actually having a good season. I know he is. (laughs) He is. If you look at save percentage metrics and all that, obviously not in the win column, but no, he really has been outstanding for them, all things considered. 
it's really no fault of his the win loss. Right. Well, and that's yeah. exactly it. You know. Wow. But, uh, but no, like I said, we um, I, I think they at least got to come away with one point tonight, guys, against St. Louis. I, I really, really starting to think that. But uh, yeah, yeah, especially with Vegas looming. I mean, it's yeah. It's, well, that's. I, I hope they're not looking ahead to this weekend series because I mean, the last series. I really against, hope not. Yeah, the last series against Vegas was a, a nightmare. Yeah. Um, they're just they're so fast they're like uh they're like colorado you know um they can just hit you with everything and mark stone Pacioretty, uh shea theodore you know the list goes on and on and on and on and flurry's having an outstanding year you yeah. know later's coming back too yeah exactly so uh, there's but, a reason know. there's a reason why they're at the top atop the division right now mm-hmm. right exactly and you know if you're looking even further ahead of the schedule they've got what is it? They got Vegas and then they got Colorado again, I think, before they get a few games against the Sharks. So, really, this next two weeks can pretty much determine the Kings' playoff fate. Um, you, know, you, you fall apart in these next two weeks, stick a fork in it. It's over. Yeah, just real but, quick, Ryan, just to what Scott was saying is uh, yeah. Vegas, the Sharks, Vegas again, the Sharks, and <laughs> the Coyotes. So, I mean, if they can kind of maybe split those series with, the, with Vegas. And then right. just dominate the rest. I think they might come out okay at the end of the month and rolling over into April. Yeah, what did I say, Colorado? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. Yes. Me, but, um, yeah, that's what I get for trying to go off the top of my head. As you can see, it looks like a ski slope without my head yeah. on. But, yeah. we, we still we still have four more games against them, though. Yeah. Well, well no, no. Um, you know, and the optimists, like, I mean, I mean, not judging them, uh, but you know, they like say, oh, well, there's still plenty of se- uh, season left. In a way, there is, uh, but. <laughs> When you think, I mean, this is the seventeenth. We're like once March ends, uh, uh, we we only have one full month left. Mm-hmm. Right. Five weeks exactly. in total, I think. Yeah, by uh, uh, May eighth is when the May season. 8th. Yeah, 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 May eighth. That's it. You're right. Yep, May eighth. Yeah. And I mean, you know, not for nothing, but we're actually still waiting here on when that Kings Blues game is going to be made up. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, would that be something if it, it turned out that that was going to be the decider? Can you can you imagine? Oh my God, no. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh my god! <laughs> if I was working that night, I'd be calling in. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I'm usually the one that that says when they get to overtime, okay, they got a point. Yeah. Well, I won't be saying that in that. No. no. <laughs> oh, just wait, guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, their 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 fate is pretty much determined over the next couple of weeks, and yeah. you know, then you got the trade deadline looming. That's Which, right. I, mean, I don't really expect them to be buyers of, of at all. No, regardless of where they're sitting, to be honest with you. No, I don't think I, they'll be buyers, but they may entertain offers from Jonathan Quick. But I mean, uh, we talked about it with Dennis Bernstein. What are they going to do with a fourth round pick? You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They don't need any more picks yeah. unless they're planning on stockpiling some more picks to maybe package for a big deal in the offseason. Sure. Yeah. Unless it's part of something uh, bigger, you know, you know, that's that could very well happen. I mean, I guess there's there is an adage that you can never have too many draft picks, but sure. in a sense you can. Yeah, but, you know? but, but at I, some I, point you got to start getting these established players. You know, you can't keep getting these projects. I don't want to say projects. You know, that's the wrong word for it. But you understand what I'm saying. You know, you draft a player and hope that he pans out, like a, a Mikey Anderson, or uh, um, you know, right. it's way too early to call him that now. But Jordan Spence, you know, obviously the potential is there for the fourth round pick. Uh, in I guess a, a quick case, right? And you know, on the especially with defensemen, they take so much longer to develop 
and I think Quentin Byfield just scored again. But uh, the, the defense would take so much longer to develop than a forward, usually, usually. So, I mean, if you're going to start packaging for established talent, you got to start looking if you're going to be going after that defenseman. And I know, like, the left wing one is a big-time wish list, uh, but there's going to be plenty of left wings available in off, in the offseason via free agency. So if you're going to make the splash in free agency, I think that's where you look, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, you kind of touched on it today with your, your article. You kind of uh, outlined what the opening roster might look like next season, potentially alluding – to that the Kings need to make a move in the off season because it's just not uh, just not good enough, I guess I'll say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, and, that, and that's just it. You know, I mean, if you really look at it with all the, the players they have under contract right now, you're not really looking at that much drastically of a different roster next season than you are what you have with what you have right now. And if you're right. going to take the next level, you you got to build on that. Yeah. And I and I know every play the kids. I get it. I want to see the kids play too. But oh, you can't take a half step back by throwing them all in at the same time and saying, Oh, well, this is gonna be their learning season. Because how many learning seasons are you gonna have? Yeah, right. really. Especially right? with Kopitar being thirty-three and Dowdy uh, thirty-one now. You're kind of running out of time on those guys. Precisely. Uh, their contracts will say otherwise, but um as far as talent level, you know, exactly they, they need to get moving here. If you're going to give that core one last chance, you're, you're absolutely right, Ryan. You got to start putting the, the the tire to the road, so to speak, and start start getting some uh, some established talent in there. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Do we want to touch on the rain real quick and then just kind of wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I got they're on the opposite end of the screen right now, and uh, I do believe that was Quentin Byfield that got his uh, yeah. got the goal. Puts the rain up two to nothing. Two now, nothing and two goals in as many games. Yes. So looks like uh, Mr. Byfield's getting a little used to the AHL, huh? Yes. Uh, and, and a few nights ago, Alex Turk got the monkey off his back, uh, scoring his first. So, you know, it's uh, he certainly yeah, did. Very good overall. Hey, what do you guys think about Alex Turcott as the left winger? It's interesting. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I don't he's not, know. It's not a guy that you, I guess maybe you project. Uh, three years ahead, he's not a guy that you projected to be on the wing in three years. No, no, no not really. Here's, here's the thing you got to think about. Okay, so you got three more seasons of Kopi after this season, right? You want Byfield to eventually take over for Kopi as the number one center. Yes. Okay? You got Velarde slotted in as a 2C, which regardless of the numbers, I, I'll tell you, I think he's done a good job, all things considered. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. He's developing nicely. So, Well, that and Scott... Okay. Where is Jeff Carter gone? Right. Well, he's gonna be on what has happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I unfortunately, I think maybe Father Time started to catch up. Yeah. 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 Maybe you know? age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was kind of rhetorical because he started off. He started off fast. Yeah. Came off that core muscle surgery. Looked like he was skating in uh, 2010 out there. Uh, I think he had the first goal of the season. I think. Right. I think right. so. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, yeah, exactly, Manny. Um, but you know, Velarde's playing with them and he's only getting really support from Athanasio right now. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, don't forget, Velarde actually mended or matched very well with Ferk, who's been out all year. Yeah, he played in one game and left earlier. Yeah, that's right. End of that game. Yep. So, I mean, but you know, just going back to the center situation real quick, even looking into next season. So, with the way the centers are set up right now, Kopi's still going to be your number one center. I, th- I got to believe you keep Gabe Velarde at your 2C next season. Yeah. You got to bring Byfield into the NHL next year. 
you cannot send him back yeah. to the OHL. You no. can't. No. Okay. He's got to have a spot. And if they don't fix that agreement about the AHL with the, you know, the underage kids going there, he's got, and I honestly, I think he should be in the NHL anyway. He's got to start breaking into the league. So you yeah. put him at the three spot, the three seat. Okay. Almost like eases him into the league, gets him minutes, but it's not overly pressure minutes. Okay. And obviously your fourth line center is, is JAD. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree that, yeah. If you oh, want to get jerk out up by the end of next season, where are you going to put him? On the wing, right? So get him used to playing the wing this year. And then eventually, as Kopi starts sliding down the lineup a little bit, maybe you can start moving Turk out over to the center, you know, with LA, say two to three years. But honestly, it's not a bad idea to get him used to playing the wing right now. I really don't think so. It's working. I mean, the Rain are up two nothing right now. They've won their last three. They're scoring the last three games, they've scored 4.7 goals per game, and they're only allowing two goals per game. Yeah. yeah. But in the defense has been a major question. The offense uh, has been kind of hit or miss. Well, oh, yeah. Well, there's there's no doubt about that. And even, the you know, and I know they haven't got much support, but the goaltending was kind of a, a question mark for the Reigns so far, too. Sure. But even that's been solidified. So things are looking up. It's just too bad they got they got dug into such a deep hole. But Yeah, it might yeah. unfortunately be too much of a hole. But, I mean, it. Uh, I don't want to sound insensitive, but, you know, it's really just kind of about the, the player's development. Right. But I'll tell you, I was honestly, I was actually a little bit worried for a bit because, yeah, I know it's all about development, but you don't want them in a losing environment for too long either. Sure, sure. Um, it's like it'd be like Buffalo, you know. Uh, right. The perfect, perfect segue to Ralph Kruger being fired. Today. Started, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, yeah. Actually, I think that was a little bit overdue in Buffalo, to be honest with you. Definitely. As much as everybody Definitely. loves Ralph Kruger, how much longer are you going to let that go on? Yeah. Right. You just can't. Yeah. You no. Know? No. No, no. I mean, Ralph Kruger is a great coach, uh, but like uh, the NHL level. Uh, I mean, I say that in general, but but Buffalo specifically. Uh, um, I mean, the Sabers were a colossal mess long before Kruger got there. You know, oh, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. And you know, sometimes you get you, at some point you got to start asking yourself the question too: is maybe it is Jack Eichel? And I know yeah. Sabers fans may not like to hear that, but how many more coaches are they going to go through satisfying him? Yeah. Right, I mean, it's not all Jack Eichel's fault, but when you're the face of the franchise and you got the big contract, you know, good or bad, you're going to be the center of attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But just here's a here's a real quick thought, guys, before we go side off. I just want to uh, let everybody know that Buffalo does only have five draft picks in this upcoming draft, and they need to start make a trade. So that's what I'm saying, man. That's what (laughs) I'm saying. Oh, there we go, Manny. Uh, Cue in the let's make a deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you guys know who I'm banging the drum for. You know that. Oh, I so, know. I know. <laughs> so he I got, say, he... you know what? Collect some more draft picks at the trade deadline this year so we can give them to Buffalo and get that rash to Stalin in L.A. That's what I say. He got spun around like a 13-year-old uh, skater the yeah. other day, but, I mean, he was also going against Alex Ovechkin. So you know, take, I, I take just want to say, say something about that real quick because I know he took some heat, and obviously he did. He, you're, you're right, Ryan. He got spun around. But – for one thing, they're teaching young defensemen now to defend with your stick, right? They're always trying to teach you to poke check, which is what he tried to do. And honestly, if you've got six foot three, two hundred forty pound Alex Ovechkin bearing down on you, do you really think you're going to take him out with a, a shoulder check? No, it's too good. I, I don't think so. <laughs> Been in the uh, league too long; he knows he's, he's seen it all. Yeah, I mean, Dalene would have ended up launched into the second te- second deck of the Key Bank Center if he'd have tried this. So. Yeah. 
I guess on on the same age note, you know, I think uh, Tobias Bjornfoot took way too much flack for um, the goal that he kind of. I I don't want to say he was responsible for, but, you know, Kadri made him look silly on that with a toe drag. But it's just a learning moment for him. He took way too much flack. Oh, and it was like I said, that was the same thing with Dalian. That's what they teach now. They try to, you know, yes. try to defend with your stick, and there's there's the downfall of trying to do that. Sure. Yeah. And Kadri, you can say whatever you want about him, but you have to give uh, you have to give credit, credit words to it and and uh uh and give Kadri a tremendous amount of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Kadri's one of those guys, whether you like him or hate him, you always want him on your team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you're right, man. You do have to feel bad for the fans of Buffalo. And I can tell yeah. you, as somebody who has seen several games in Buffalo, they have a very tremendously knowledgeable fan base. There's a great hockey city. And I'll tell you what, if you want wings and a beer, the place to go is yeah. Buffalo, New York. Well, uh, no, no. I uh, actually on that subject because I live in Toronto now. And my wife and I were talking about moving down to the St. Catharines, Niagara area, which is closer to Buffalo. And we were saying, hey, uh, uh, we. We can move near Buffalo cheaper games. Yeah, cheaper yeah absolutely. Games, but uh, the quality yeah. of hockey will yeah. not be quite as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If and when the Kings ever do get to play in Buffalo again, we'll have to meet up out there for a game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just watch from the sidelines, guys, because I'm in <laughs> Chicago. So <laughs> I'll, I'll do my own podcast while you guys are there. FaceTime <laughs> you. How's that sound? <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, listen, it's uh, getting to be uh, just about time to drop the puck here. So yeah. I think we're going to wrap this up for now. But it was uh, great talking to you guys. Always Absolutely. You. Yeah. Always we, great talking to you guys. We need to do yeah. this more often. I think we're going to do this again Saturday. And, yeah, we, we uh, should do it again Saturday around, you know, 7.15 Central Time. That's roughly. a great idea. Hey, look at that. Uh, it's great. Just a preview for our listeners. We got the Bannerman podcast guys coming on. Just They're going to give us their grades of their – uh, 10 players at the midway point this season. So stay tuned for that. Oh, this ought to get, this is going to be fun. I'm both excited and nervous. So like, you know. <laughs> Hey, listen, as long as they don't bring grades for us, we're good. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I don't want to hear my grade. We failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We're, we're just going to turn the show over to them. That's it. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. All, right. uh, all right, guys. Well, listen, we're 30 seconds from puck drop, so we're going to wrap this up. But I uh, want to thank you guys for coming on. For Mr. Ryan Sykes, for Mr. Ryan Cowley, I'm Scott Kendall. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Hockey Royalty Podcast. See you guys. Okay, see you, guys. Take care.